The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am group. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. I'm suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to first issue of 2022. <laughs> it is the Intrepid Trio. Huey, Dewey, and Dewey, Cheatham, and How. I mean, <laughs> Eric, Kylan, and, and Mike. How are you guys what doing? What volume would this be? Um, you know what? That's crazy. I was just thinking the same thing. What, Get out of my head, sir. What volume? If we were to do volumes? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, if. The, like this, this started in what 2013? 2013, yeah. 2013. So it's this would nine. be volume nine, yeah. No, we're in volume, we're still in volume eight. Okay, fine. We hit, we began volume eight back in November. You want to go uh, that oh way? Lord. There you go. Okay. <laughs> That's my Jeff Dunham impression for the evening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <Jeff-a-fa>? <laughs> <laughs> I kill you. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> I kill you. <laughs> what? We're what? Somebody needs Not to even get Jeff Dunham into the MCU just so we can bring him on the show. Yes. 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 Hey, Man, Kyla, we're not even I think five you, minutes into this, you, you, and we're already tangenting. Yes, we are yeah. off to a great start. Kylan, I think you dialed up your reverb. I must have. I am reverbing, aren't I? You sure are. Uh, you know what? I don't even think I hit the button for that. <laughs> Might have hit the button, Frank. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. It could be worse. I am great. You could be stuck in the chopper high above Gotham City. Oh wait, sorry, wrong franchise. High <laughs> above New York City. See, I don't have I don't have that option anymore on the new unit. I wish I did. Why not? It's just not one of the effects available. Oh yeah, okay. So my reverb is sitting on the expert. Huh. 
but no. But you know what's really cool? What? You can make it sound like you're one of the old radio announcers in with this particular feature. <laughs> that is true. Anyway, uh, check out the homepage, which is behind because, oh, I don't know. I've been busy with work. You had one job, Emke. One job. Yeah, it was called wearing a tux that I didn't like wearing. <laughs> Um, I'm just, I'm just going to say straight man, straight man. You, you, you were rocking that tux, man. You were, man. Uh, if this says anything from, I, I went and saw the doctor in November, end of November, uh-huh. maybe beginning of December. I weighed 264 or 364. I'm sorry. 364, right. uh-huh. which previously when I started out at AmGuard, I was probably close to 380. Right. Uh, I weighed myself January 1st. 348.4. Ooh, way to go, dude. So you actually lost weight over the holidays. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's something that not many people get to do. No. Considering no, no. last year I put on weight after my knee surgery. Right. So but no, I'm doing well, good. Congrats. Uh I do Just have momentum to smash your weight loss goals. Yes. Oh, I'm trying to get back on the ice playing hockey again. Oh, there you go, man. Um, do have other news, but it's not happening yet because no. I don't, I don't have a start date to officially announce this news. Well, whatever you're waiting to officially announce, wait till you can officially announce it. Oh, I will. Okay. And it will, so, and it will tie into Marvel comics. I promise. Okay. I promise. So here's a question for you guys. Yeah. Either one did either one of you see Spider Man No Way Home over the Oh over yes. Opening oh well, okay. I was not cool enough to be able to see it opening night because, you know, everybody so here's the thing. We you know so Don and I, you know, we usually see it opening night. And then you know I come in and do our no, but that was neither here nor there. We didn't realize that tickets went on sale at midnight. So by the time we woke up the next morning, the theaters were sold out for opening night. So we ended up having to go the next night, which is fine. Understandable. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we did. We 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 saw it. Okay. You know, scale of one to ten. What'd you rate it? Uh, Twelve, um, <laughs> in my opinion, of okay. all the Spider-Man movies, all of them, by far the best. Now, Are you and, and I'll be... Are you including Into the Spider-Verse? See, in my head, Into the Spider-Verse is a separate... Okay, if I if I throw in Into the Spider-Verse, so if I'm saying all, all, tied for... Tied, these two tie for best. But as far as live action goes, by far the best live action Spider-Man movie it, of all the live action Spider-Man movies that are out there. Okay. I, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to quote the movie Varsity Blues. I give it a 10. A 10. It's a 10. Um, <laughs> it's, even with the slow, some of the slow parts in it, it it's in game, hold, hold the root beer. Yeah. I mean, you know, okay, so I... I was I was a little late to uh, Andrew Garfield. I had seen Amazing Spider-Man, but I'd never seen. I didn't see Amazing Spider-Man two. 
I Don and I made sure to see that before seeing the movie. Having said that, I came away from that with the feeling that Garfield is the better Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire was a better Peter Parker, but then Tom Holland managed to to be a good combination of both. You know, see, I, so because because I flip it. make, huh? I would flip it. Really? Toby, I thought was the better Spider-Man. Andrew was the better Parker. No, Andrew was too cool. I mean, and yeah. amazing. He walks up on stage and straight up kisses Gwen Stacy in front of everyone. Peter wouldn't have done that. I mean, this dude's just. I, I'm with you, Kylan. I thought McGuire made the better Parker because uh, honestly, his, his Spider-Man was his Spider-Man wasn't chatty enough. Right. Okay. It's it's like one of the things that made Spider-Man Spider-Man to me was the fact that he never seemed to take or outwardly he would not take any fight seriously. No. 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 He was he was jumping around, he was cracking wise, he was making jokes and making light of and, the whole thing. And, and McGuire just didn't. No. I, I mean, mean and that's not, not bad, but no. Yeah. He didn't. And I thought that like you said, you know, Garfield was a little too cool for the school as Parker, but he mm-hmm. made a good Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And yes, Tom Holland is the best combination, right, of the three. It's kind of like you know, it's like one, you know, it, each one, you know, McGuire and Garfield, they do one mm-hmm. good, and the other not quite so good. Mm-hmm. Holland may not be quite as good a Parker as McGuire or quite as good as a Garfield as a Spider-Man, but it's the best overall value in my opinion. Right. Right. And, and the other thing that I liked that the, and here's something that, and I noticed this and I thought about it when I first saw uh, amazing Spider-Man and it's something that they actually referenced in, um, in uh, no way home. Garfield's Spider-Man, as chatty as he was, to a certain degree, seemed a little mean-spirited sometimes in the fights. Like, I could almost see him going dark, you know? Like, it was fun, but you could tell he was towing the line. And then he talked about how after after losing Gwen, he went dark, you know? Now, mind you, all that is off screen, so we don't see that. But I could totally see that. But it was um, it it was awesome to see to to be able to see all three of them together. So that like if you had feelings about one or feel feelings about the other, but you can see all three, and those thoughts can be validated one way or the other. I mean, because ultimately you end up like with three brothers you know that hadn't seen each other ever <laughs> but they all have the same they all have similar stuff going on like right. back issues and you know web block and that sort of thing <laughs> you know yeah i mean for for me i thought garfield was good i just wasn't a big fan of his films okay to me his films felt too chick flickish for me Way, way, way too much love story. 
they they did definitely play up the the relationship more with that Spider Man. They definitely did. You know. Yeah, it it was definitely. I feel I felt it was targeting more of a a female audience, which is fine. Drawing in more female females to the character, but I I think they almost went to the 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 balance was skewed. Mm-hmm. So. And, and now you know the the funny thing is like. That version of Aunt May, um, it was it was interesting because that version of Aunt May seemed to be. You remember how sometimes, depending on who was writing, Aunt May didn't like Spider Man. Like she thought that he was terrible, like a terrible person. Mm-hmm. And you know, and the thing was, they had gotten away from that for a while, but then you know, we kind of got that with this Aunt May, right? And it was kind of weird to go back to that, but it made sense in the same way. And it was kind of interesting that we got, even though you don't see it on screen, you got three different Aunt Mays now. So you got, you know, you you got Hot Aunt May, you you got almost like a comic, you got old school comic Aunt May, new and then almost like a modern comic Aunt May. So you got like these three different experiences going on with her too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, see, the thing is, I I remember the, the aunt may in Spider-Man, his amazing friends did not like Spider-Man. Right. Yeah, exactly. So that to me, I was kind of the opposite because it was weird to me to see particularly, um, McGuire's aunt may. Mm-hmm. Being more sympathetic, mm-hmm. you know, to Spider Man, and and basically right. knowing, and OMG, the PS4 Aunt May having it's like I've known your secret all along. Yes, and I, I'm st- I, I'm man enough to admit <coughs> that I still get a little teary eyed when I think of that. I want to see my nephew moment. Yeah. Oh, and I will say. And I, I, and I think I think Eric will agree with me on this. When that scene happens in No Way Home, I was almost I I was already prepared for it because I had lived through that once. So not that that scene didn't have weight; it did. Mm-hmm. But had I not already lived through that from the PS4 game, that will really hit hard. Right. I'll you keep know? that in mind when I see this movie, but oh, you haven't yeah. seen it. No, I haven't. But you know what? I don't. I'm not one of those anti-spoiler guys. Okay, I just have not had a chance to see it yet. Right. Well, let me throw this one story out there. Uh, this comes from okay. ComicBook.com. Um, Willem Dafoe shares Green Goblin complaint affected movie. Uh, He says that one Green Goblin complaint affected the movie. In a conversation with the New York Times, uh, Defoe admitted that some fans may not have been too fond of his grandiose helmet. Goblin headwear is unmistakable if you've seen the 2001 Sam Raimi movie. But those weird translucent yellow eyes and the pearlescent green paint, they they grab attention. However, some members of the fan base wanted a more comic book accurate version of the the nemesis and Defoe was right all along or with the, the obling and the master craftsman. He is, he, 
the star began to focus on what kind of opportunities this would open up for him. Unsurprisingly, the idea of being able to convey more than one emotion with his face really spoke to the Spider-Man villain. If the fan reactions are any indication, the change worked. So what we're talking about here, Eric, is I'm sure you've seen pictures. The mask is destroyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he destroys the mask, actually, if I remember yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he he he, he smashes it against a a, a garbage, uh, like a big uh, garbage bin. Yeah. Yeah. So at one point in the film, he ends up with a purple scarf that he turns into the hood with the rest of his outfit. Okay. And it well, wait, looks great. I get where that where that idea comes from. Yeah, I get where he's coming from on that because yes. Seeing that wicked grin and those kind of, and those exaggerated expressions in the comics and the cartoons, yeah, were it, it was something that I enjoyed. But at the same time, I get why it was a mask. I get why it was basically a helmet. Right. Mm-hmm. I it didn't it did not bother me. It did not bother me. But Mm-mm. if you if you do a costume change and you work it into the story or at least give it a, uh, give it an in game reason for it. Right. Then, you know, I'm cool. I mean, I know that in, uh, in Garfield's, uh, Spider-Man. All right. So we, you don't really get a full on green goblin, but you did get like with with um, Norman, you almost got a version of Ultimate Goblin because of the, uh, how it was affecting him. But he ends up dying. Right. And so I was like and I was fine with that. I liked I, I got what they did in in No Way Home with the costume change. And the thing is, Willem Dafoe is such an amazing actor you know you could see him changing from norman to goblin and and i mean like like the drop of a hat he you know what ed no go ahead no that that scene basically where he talks to himself in the mirror Mm -hmm. in the first in the first mcguire spider-man movie Mm -hmm. that gave me a little bit of goosebumps and I can't remember which one came out first, but when you see in the Lord of the Rings where Gollum and Smeagol are having that same kind of conversation. Yeah. Right. I want to say Defoe came out first, but I can't, but I, I believe so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that's what happened because I remember when I was watching it, uh, watching Lord of the Rings, I was kind of like, crap, I've seen this before. Where have I seen this before? And of course, it was Spider Man. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, and I don't know if the director came up with that or if he came up with it, but that just that just really invested you in the character, whether you like or you hate Norman Osborn as a character. You see how broken. He is, you know, uh, that goblin has as much of a presence in him 
as Norman does. And Norman really doesn't want it. Like you, you actually, you feel sorry for Norman, you know? Right. But then ultimately Norman just doesn't feel powerful enough to, to stand up against Goblin, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, no, overall, I thought it was great film. Definitely some, th- some tie-ins with, uh, with Hawkeye, with Rogers, the musical. <laughs> um, I, I would love to see, and I know they won't do this, but I would not be opposed to seeing Cap Shield on the Statue of Liberty. I know that's not going to ever happen, but it looked like it would be super cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, but speaking of Hawkeye, let's talk about the final episode and the whole season as a whole. Cool. What did you guys think? That last episode. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, it's sort of like all those little things that you didn't realize that you wanted or needed to see mm-hmm. when it comes to the, the story of Hawkeye. I, I mean, just, just the overall from, okay, so you first see him in Avengers, right? No, no, the, Thor. So, so, so from, from Thor to now. All those little things that you just don't maybe you thought about, but you didn't realize you really thought about it. Yeah. That last episode answered a lot of those little questions. Mm-hmm. Ama- it, it, yeah. It was an, it was amazing. It was an amazing episode for more than that. But yeah. So is this uh, is this your way of saying we're going into the uh, the fantastic four takeaways? Uh, quite possibly. I can get there. <laughs> if, if thirsty will take the hint gentlemen it's time for the fantastic four takeaways thirsty i have missed you over the holiday break i'm just gonna say mm. it there is a matter that requires your attention as always gentlemen a great pleasure watching you work there we go oh uh, she is so sweet just she kidding is. oh and then Besides. another time she's a complete schwaffle yes i'm not a schwaffle <laughs> So, um, so I guess let's go with takeaway number four. Yum, 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 yum. Thursday. So I think that's her self-diagnostic. Number four. So who wants to go first when they're their fourth takeaway? Mike, I think you should go first this time because you never go first. Okay. My biggest. Okay. My biggest takeaway. I'm sorry. Kingpin's not dead. Oh no. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I, I loved how. Echo pulls the gun out. All of a sudden, we see some panic on Kingpin, Kingpin's face. And then the camera pulls up to a shot of down the block. We hear the gunshot, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that that's taken out of the comics, is it not? Yeah. I mean, Echo yeah. does shoot Kingpin, and he survives. I mean, he's, like, temporarily blinded, but... Yeah. Oh, speaking of temporary blinded. Charlie Cox does make an appearance in No Way Home. Yay. So Dawn says that of all the Marvel movies that we've seen, and I tend to like squeeze her hand when something happens on screen that's like super cool. Like, and um, if the Winter Soldier, when you see Sam throw down the XO7 tech book and it says falcon on it like you know okay so she said of all 
those moments where I did that, when Matt showed up, that I, and I would tell you, I was convinced that we were not going to see Matt that early. I was convinced it was going to be Echo or something else down the road. I didn't think it was going to be that. And yeah, it was amazing. Sweet. Yeah. So again, going back, Kingpin, I don't believe he's dead. No, nope, no, no, but it, no, 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 no. But it was great seeing him officially in the series. Yes, with quite a bit of action. Yeah, yes, because that was, and I talked about it when we were. Ta- I mentioned it when we were talking about episode five. I said, you know, Marvel Netflix is now canon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that makes my day because. Yes, you're getting Charlie Cox in No Way Home. Mm-hmm. How long before you see Luke Cage or Jessica Jones or right. maybe even Danny Rand? Mm-hmm. Hey, it, we are rapidly appro- swinging the pendulum back to hashtag it's all connected. Yes. yes. And there is a push to get Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. back as canon as well. It should you know be. what? As far as I'm concerned, it is. Same. I yeah. mean. You would have to have Kevin Feige come out and say, no, it is still not canon. Right. But after after this, after what if, after especially after Multiverse of Madness, in, in my in my opinion, it's all fair game now. Yes. I mean, uh I I, I don't see how it can't be. I, I just I just don't, you know. Um the other thing that I liked about Kingpin, you got the, you you get the right power level for him. Yeah. Like, mm. I mean, dude gets hit. Dude gets hit by a car, and he's up and at it again. And I mean, he manhandled Echo. I, I mean, he did. And he just Kate too. Yes, I'm like Kate. Uh, <laughs> I I get it. Um, you you you're running around with Hawkeye. Uh, but yeah, this is a, this is a whole different situation, you know? Yeah. We're talking street level now and that's a whole different kind of fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, now, is that your takeaway? Uh, no, actually. That, well, no, that's not at okay. all. Okay. I have a reason for asking, but please go ahead. Oh, really? Oh yeah. no, 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 no. But, uh, no, no, my, my takeaway actually is, uh, there's more to Clint's story if they want to show it. There, there's, you know, I'm, I'm just saying we, the, that, that watch, the significance of that watch, uh, and something to think about is the fact that, and this is something people don't really think about. Although Tony said when he first met his, uh, he met um, Laura. She's a spy. He he said it. Here's the thing. If Fury set them up, you know, a, you know, with their home, with whatever protections are in place, and Laura, we know now that Laura worked for Shield, there's something else to take into account. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Covers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the whole time, you know, up until the end, we were thinking that's Clint's watch. That's got to be Clint's watch. Mm. Nope. I, 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 I don't know. 
how they would do this. Like, is it possible that Lara is just a cover that her name really is Bobby? You know, but, you know, if no, because I, I would think if set would, up their home for them, huh? I think if if her real name was Bobby, Clint would know that and would have been calling her that. No, he would because yeah. because she has a cha- mind you, she changed. They would have changed her name to protect the cover, but then that would mean that Clint's name was changed too. Yeah, to protect his cover. So I don't know that. That's just, I'm just throwing that out there as a possibility. All we know is that she was Agent 19. Unless they met after her cover was changed. And that's possible. Yeah, but I. I but would, he. But I, he knows her trip. Yeah, I, I would hate to think that she was able to keep that a secret from him. Right. I'm. I'm sure he knows, but has always known her as Laura. Then you know. So. I guess I'm kind of backtracking on, on my own initial statement. Um, no, I get what you're he, saying. Though. He he knows, but never knew her as Bobby, but still calls her Laura. I, me, my own particular thought of that, and this is the this is the only way that I am able in my head to rectify the fact that we've got Bobby Morse already in the MCU. Yeah, mm-hmm. is that you know there were two Mockingbirds. It was a code name. She was the first. Bobby's the the current one. Just like Cap. Yeah, it's a title. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I I I'm I'm good with that too. I'm good that she she was Laura. She's always Laura, you know. But they, you know they they she's highly trained. She knows how to protect herself. Knows how to protect the family. Mm-hmm. She was uh she was a mockingbird yeah. until she left. You know. Yeah. Maybe mockingbirds in the MCU are like the American versions of the Black Widows. Could be. Yeah, yeah. And maybe, maybe they, it was that way to to counter the the Russian threat. Yeah, that's possible. Did we like cut you off on your number four take, Mike? No, no. Okay, okay. No, we're doing good. Okay, my number four ties into what Kylan said just a minute ago about Kingpin's power levels. Mm -hmm. I really like the fight between Kate and Kingpin because it does show that Wilson Fisk is far more capable in a fight than most people give him credit for. Yes. I mean, you, when you think of Kingpin, he's usually the puppet master. He is pulling strings. He is, he is the, 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 general of organized crime leading from the rear. But I remember one Captain America issue Mm -hmm. where it was after the Red Skull had basically been reawakened in a cloned body of Steve Rogers. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was after issue 350 because Mm -hmm. um, he originally was – identical clone of Rogers, but he got a, a, he, he, he got a face full of the red dust and basically it turned his head into the skull mask. Right. It was not long after that, that he actually tried to fight Kingpin. I'm, I can't remember what it was over, but I'm guessing it was like control of the New York mob. Mm -hmm. They stripped down to their boxers and they went at each other or, or rather, Red Skull went at Kingpin 
mm-hmm. hit him with everything he had. Let's remember, yep. this is Captain America strength, Captain America speed, Captain America reflexes. He couldn't make Kingpin so much as flinch. Nope. So basically, Wilson Fisk is a street-level juggernaut. He really is. Well, I mean, I mean, not to the same degree as juggernaut, but, it, you know, you got to do some work to bring him down. Well, I remember in, uh, what was it? In the Marvel, Marvel superheroes, RPG, the old yes. school one, right? Yeah. So if you were to look at, uh, Steve Rogers, um, or, or I mean, not Steve Rogers. If you were to look at Captain America's, um, no, I'm sorry, Kingpin's power levels. Uh huh. Like one of the things they said they they had to they noted that that's all muscle. Number one. Yes. Like people think it's fat. That is all muscle. Kingpin is a highly trained martial artist. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Going to lift uh, an insane amount of weight, uh, like durable beyond belief, you know. And you know because he, you don't see it, but like off panel, off screen or whatever, he's he's working out. Like he he, yeah. he exercises like a beast, and that yeah, I love yeah. that. I, there oh. is, I remember one issue of. Ghost Rider. Uh, it was the uh, the series that started off with Dan Ketch. And there is a scene where basically Kingpin is sit- standing there in a workout room in a loincloth. Mm-hmm. And there is a whole horde of ninjas coming up, you know, trying to, to hit him. Only one of them actually gets a shot in with the sword, you know, cuts him. And right. he's just standing there going like, you know, finish me. And as the guy leaps at him and says, you rely too much on your katana, any weapon can be taken away and destroyed. Okay, here we go. Uh, Kingpin, here we go. While we were talking, I was looking him up. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let's see. Talents. Fisk practices a grueling regimen that keeps him in top fighting form. His great mass is muscle, not fat, and Kingpin has martial arts A, B, and C, as well as wrestling skill. Uh, His strength is excellent. His endurance is, like, incredible. His fighting Mm -hmm. skill is remarkable. So, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, Kingpin is, as much as people would call him, and you know you you'll hear him say, "Hey, fat so blah blah blah." I'm like, Mm-mm. yeah, Mm-mm. And, and see, that's one reason I like Vincent D'Onofrio's portrayal. Yes, because he's not fat. No, no, no. He is massive, but he is not fat. No, no. And you just see him like, like you as. And he remains like as composed that he remains in a fight for the most part. Once the fight becomes emotional, that's uh, when it's all off. You know, oh, yes. he was just he was just manhandling. He he manhandled Kate. He was manhandling uh, Echo. Got hit by a car. I'm like, dude, like, why why do you think you can stand up against this guy? 
Yeah. I mean, even Matt thinks twice. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, yeah, that's my number four. Number three. Uh, I forgot where I was going to go with number three. I I don't, shame on me, I don't have these written down because it's just been crazy. Right. With life. Um, I absolutely dug, uh, I I was going to go back to the watch. Now we find out, one, shield agents get Rolexes. Just saying. <laughs> two, the stamp of well, sure depends all, on. and two, the stamp with nineteen. That that was mm-hmm. uh that was you know, the insight we get with with Laura. Um I want more I want more shows so we can find out more about her background. Yeah, I want yes. a second season of Hawkeye just for that reason. Mm-hmm. I wanna know Laura's story. Yeah. Exactly. And, and maybe we'll get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's I my num- that's my number three. Okay. Uh my number three is we will see the swordsman again. I I, I believe that we will see him again. Mm-hmm. I'm right there with you. As a matter of fact, that's my number three too. I mean we- <laughs> <laughs> once again, get out of my head, sir. <laughs> I mean, we had it. We we had him pegged. Well, I don't know about y'all. I had him pegged as a bad guy. I did too, because because it was it the him being arrested and led away. It w- it just felt too much like it was staged. Yeah, right. And that and that. But then you got the confession out of Eleanor that she's the one that killed Armand, and she, and uh, she has pretty much framed Jack for it. And then there at the end, in the big battle with the, the tracksuit mafia, you could tell he was enjoying himself. Oh, my God. He was oh, yeah. having a blast. He's, there was a very strong, you know, it, especially during that fight, there was a strong Errol Flynn feel to him. Yes. yes. It made me want more. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> I want more. And I think we're going to get more. Yes. If nothing else, he's going to be teamed up with the LARPers. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine him training them in, 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 in stage sword play. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Maybe here, here was the thought. And this was probably, this was another part of my takeaway where maybe Val recruits him as well. Get out of my head, dude. (laughs) (laughs) That, that, Okay, that that's kind of my number two, kind of sorta, but oh, well, much. yeah. Number two. I was gonna say my number, my number two uh-huh. was Kate's mom hired Yelena through Val. Yep. And we see the tail end of that transaction at the end of Black Widow with that cutscene, with that mid credit mm-hmm. scene. Yeah, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. That's and her uh. Yeah, because I was just a, that was a bit of a surprise. And I'm like, you know, and I, you know, that's just like the the way to do it. I guess you know, if you want to get rid of Hawkeye, you know, just send a Black Widow assassin after him. Yeah. You know, I guess, you know, I would want that. <laughs> you know, so yeah. that's just me. <laughs> yeah. Um, So my number two is. They are building a new team. I, I it, the thing is like like I, I think it, and I thought about it because I was thinking about swordsmen. And I'm like, we got swordsmen, and 
it just feels like with all these new heroes coming up, you know, it, it there, there has to be a point. There has to be a point. And you know what? I, I could see Swordsman being a part of whatever it is that uh, Val is putting together. Thunderbolts, Dark Avengers, yep. Hammer. And, uh, I can't see the West Coast Avengers at this point, but hey. Well, yeah. I, I, no, I think we could get. Yeah, we could. Could. Yeah, but we. I think with Clint, though, we're, we're going to get West Coast. We're heading that way. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you kind of saw a hint on that in the Falcon and Winter Soldier series. Yes. Because the government recognized we need a hero. Mm-hmm. We need heroes. These heroes have kind of like, you know, they're, they're, you know, they've either died or they've retired or whatever it is. They're out of the picture, mm-hmm. but threats are going to remain. I can totally see some form of the government basically recruiting their own team. Yeah. We're going to end up with Guy Rich, aren't we? We're going to end up with Guy Rich. I couldn't stand that jerk. <laughs> yes. Or Senator Kelly. Oh, probably yeah, maybe even both. Mm-mm-mm. So, mm. yeah. All right. My, are we number two? Yeah. Number, number two. two. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, Hawkeye is, it's a great series because it returns to what I consider to be the mainstay of Marvel comic stories, low powered heroes slugging it out in New York city. Yes. Yeah. It's not, it, it's not, you know, threat. They're not saving the world. No cosmic story arc. It's, it is pretty much what it, it it's, it's street level. Right. This to me is like the first st- non Netflix Marvel street level story. Yeah. You know, and you guys know how I feel about the street level heroes. Right. And I think it, I, I think this is this is why like okay, the truth is and uh, this is the thing that appeals to me. Trick arrows aside, you to a certain degree you feel like you could possibly be Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like all the crazy gadgets aside, you could very possibly be that person with the ears that's with our distinguished uh, competition. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's there's something to be said for that, you know? I there's something appealing that like I I, I could never be I, I, I can never be a Tony Stark. Um, no. truth is, the truth is, I can I can never be a Clinton Barton, but I'm a lot closer to be, becoming a Clinton Barton than I am to becoming a Tony Stark. The street no? level, non super powered heroes, they're more relatable. Yes, because yeah. I mean, as much as I love Thor in the MCU, as much as I like Rocket in the MCU, I'm not a Norse god, and I'm not a talking animal. Okay, well, mm-hmm. all right. Ah, ah. Technically, yes, we are, but I'm not a trash panda, okay? Not a right. trash panda with a gun fetish. Yeah, but it, it, the question really is, though, is Clint really street level or does he really have super abilities? I, okay. It depends on who's writing it. Cause like in the now, Ultimate Hawkeye has additional 
rods in his eyes. So, mm-hmm. which is you know, basically is the reason why he's like a, a sharpshooter, sharpshooter. But in Marvel Comics, it's it's mentioned several times that he trains like a beast. You know, he he's constantly practicing, so that's why he's able to run with, you know, run with the Avengers. Yeah. Now, I pulled up the uh, the Marvel superheroes RPG mm-hmm. again because I had it handy. Um, he is listed in this as having powers. Really? Yes. Okay. Enhanced sense. He has remarkable level vision. Okay. But that's really it. See, to me, I would give him the same powers as I would give Bullseye. Because both of them get, can hit their target without even looking. And, yeah. and we see that in the series. Right. right. Yeah. But that, does that come with tons of practice or... There, there's got to be, okay, a, it's there's gotta like, be some it's ability like, there. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, like Cap practiced. Pr- Cap trained to be able to throw his shield and learn how to bounce it. Right, you know, same same reason why uh, Sam Sam went through. No, he he trained and trained and trained to learn how to. Right. No. But difference between Sam and, and Steve. Steve's got superpowers from the yeah. from the super soldier serum. Sam does right. not. Yeah, but Sam still managed to learn how to control how to bounce the shield. From oh, yeah. practice, yeah. I mean, I they're, throwing this, throwing the shield, is a skill, and yeah. this is something that the director of the first Captain America movie pointed out. The audio commentary is kind of like you wanted it. You we wanted to make it look like throwing was a skill. It was right. something that he had learned. It was not like his power just allowed him to fling it. Right. Right. I mean, I, I think that, okay, if he, so let's say he, he has enhanced vision just because, you know, that's just, he was naturally born with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but then enhanced vision doesn't make you automatically uh, uh, accurate. Now, unless he has some type of mutant ability for accuracy, but I don't believe he does. Well, um, I, think, I think that just lets him see the target better. Right. I mean, he still got to practice to hit the target. Right. Right. I mean, case in point, uh, look at um, Kate. Kate practiced and practiced and practiced, and she learned. Yeah. Right. But I don't, she doesn't have the sense like he does. Well, she's also new. Yeah. yeah. She's not like a spy. She's not. A, right. She right. doesn't have the additional training she had civilian training. Clint had military training. Yeah. Right. So she she took like Taekwondo and karate. Right. You know, he he studied, you know, he he learned from Shield. Right. Right. Or wherever. So and uh, go ahead. I said, and then on top you add you add to that uh combat experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so now I want to play an RPG. Thank you. So are are we <laughs> on to number one? Yes, yeah. we are. Kate being welcomed into the Barton family. Yes, which I think sets up season two brilliantly. 
mm-hmm. which sets up the, a, the second major half of the Matt Fraction, David Aha run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes. And could potentially, as we talked earlier, could lead to West Coast Avengers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or Kate being yes. a part of Young Avengers. Yeah. Yes. So that's my number uh, one. Okay. All right. So my uh, is <laughs> no more canon crap. There you go. I, I, I will I, give I, that an amen. I, I, I'm I'm just saying. Look, y'all. Uh, if and I and I I I might be making a, a I might be making a huge leap saying this, but in my opinion. Kingpin showing up in Hawkeye, which is an MCU series. Mm-hmm. Matt Murdock showing up in Spider-Man No Way Home in the same week. MCU movie. If that does not lend credence to it, this is all connected. I don't know what does. I'm just I, I I can't I I don't know what I, I there there's not enough facts in the world to convince anybody else otherwise. I, well, yeah, I, I have seen the counter argument to that online. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if all that's canon, then we have to accept by that logic. We also have to accept the old um, Nicholas Hammond Spider-Man, the the uh, the. Red Brown and Captain America. Why? I, yeah, that, that I, I makes like no. You are taking. I, 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 I'm like you are taking it to an unreasonable extreme. You. I mean, you technically, are. yes, yes, it could be. Yes, your Marvel Earth number six three eight five seven three zero nine, where that stuff happened. Yeah. Call Jenny. But. <laughs> I'm so glad somebody <laughs> caught that. Yes, I was like, is that okay? <laughs> but I'm we are talking stuff that has been put out since the start of Marvel Studios. Yes. We are talking Iron Man on. Yes. Yeah. I mean, look, we know for a fact in the Marvel in the Netflix shows. They referenced the Battle of New York. They talk about the Battle of New York. Mm-hmm. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. talks about stuff that happened in the Netflix series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You also so, had Lady Sif show up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, and Nick Fury showed up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. There you go. And and uh, uh, Hill. Yeah. Hill showed yeah. up in so okay, so you got that. You you got Agents of Shield. You got Battle of New York being referenced in the Netflix shows, which are also referenced in Agents of Shield. You have two major characters from the Netflix shows in MCU. What else do you need? What else do you need? I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Your Honor, arrest my case. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm not even a blind lawyer that can catch bricks because I didn't go to law school. So, you know, I'm just saying. Okay. My number one is what else was recovered from the Avengers compound? Oh, I mean, seriously, 
you have a sword, a watch, and a costume at this black market, high roller black market auction. You got to figure better gear, better loot has been recovered from that. Yeah. Right. I mean, so what else could have been pilfered from there? Now, I'm going to throw this scenario out there and just see what y'all think. What if some Stark technology, especially nanotechnology, uh -oh. had been recovered and found their way into the hands of Justin Hammer? Ooh. Armor Wars. Yes. A post-Tony Armor Wars, but instead of drawing Tony into it, it's Pepper and Rhodey. Oh, okay. Well, we know that Armor Wars is coming. Yeah. And we don't know that, that is a series. And we and we don't know if it's uh animated or live action. That's true. We don't know. I, I'm just I'm just saying if you want to bring in a live action armor wars and if you want to continue the Stark storyline mm -hmm. for for that matter, how do we know that we don't get an AI, a holographic AI that's Tony? True. Ooh. Oh, okay. So, you know, because at the end of Endgame, we had a hologram recording of Tony as a, it was a message to, it was a message to his daughter mm -hmm. and to Pepper as well, I guess. Mm -hmm. and, and Tony has had multiple AIs. You know, he's got, you know, you, you got Friday. You've yep. had Jarvis. Yep. Mm -hmm. You've got the, the, I can't remember her name, but the AI that's in Spidey's outfit. Oh, yeah. Oh. I, I can't remember what he calls her. But regardless, who's to say that Tony could not have, especially when they know that he knows that they are going out to reclaim the, the Infinity Stones and you know, hopefully do so. And there's, there's a chance that he could not come back from this. He knew that. Right. What if he just created one that was based on him? Hmm. Karen. Karen. Okay. Because uh, it's the voice is Jennifer Connelly listed as wow. Karen slash suit lady. Jennifer Connelly, the rocketeer. <laughs> so I'm just thinking this, if, if all right. Kevin Feige, if you're listening, and there's no reason why you should not be listening, just just take notes. This this is how you do Armor Wars live action. Stark Tech recovered from the Avengers compound. Justin Hammer gets his hands on it. Pepper and Rhodey and holographic Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Quite possible. Mm -hmm. Quite possible. So that wraps up uh, our Fantastic Fours. I'll say that was another successful countdown, gentlemen. Well, thank you. And thirsty. We could not forget thirsty. Um, any final thoughts? Uh, I'm all thoughted out. I mean, it's great to be back for another year. Yes. Uh, yes. That's my final thought. Yeah. Uh, this just in coming January 10th on Sirius XM and on podcast Marvel mm -hmm. Wastelanders Black Widow. Ooh. Oh, okay. With Susan Sarandon playing Helen Black. Okay. Okay. Not and, a huge fan of Susan Sarandon, but, you know, I'll, I'll, and, I'll, I'll keep an open mind here. 
and Morbius reportedly delayed due to Spider-Man No Way Home box office success. It was set to open January 28th, but now it's not opening until April 1st. No joke. Okay. No joke. Okay. Well. So, um, so yeah, that's the last two stories I could I can give. All righty. Yeah. And I'm assuming still no other no other final thoughts. No. No, I won't come no. up with a new final thought until after we stop recording. Awesome. <laughs> uh, we may or may not have a show next week. If there's a show next week, I will not be on it because of craziness at work. So um, plan on at the moment, no show, but that may change. If it does, we will announce it on, on social media. Boom. So uh, other than that. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Anyone else want to take this this week? Uh, nope. Just time to go dark.